up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are rocking with Lyles Movie Files. Hopefully, April wrapped up well for you. I'm about to go lose my mind, apparently, because the 49ers are going to draft Mac Jones. I'm not pleased with this, and I'm going to need to be talked off the ledge probably by this time next week. Little brother, how are you? Oh, after talking to you last night about uh, the greatness that will be Mac Jones, I'm feeling good, man. We're, we're probably going to look into Trey Lance or actually confident quarterback for us Broncos. Thanks, thanks for those just wasting draft picks. Yeah, absolutely. That that's what it's going to be if we take Mac Jones. Uh, fat, fat, fat Mac. Jay King, what's up with you? Oh man, cooling down here in beautiful, sunny, sweltering South Florida. Um, you, you you're complaining about your team having draft picks and already being a pretty decent football team. My football team of fandom choice picked up Ryan Fitz garbage. So I'll let you two chew on that one for a second. Um, no, I'm going to absolutely disagree with you because you happen to compete. Your team, the WFTs, happen to compete in the NFC East where if you get five competent players and um, the wind bounces the right way, you too can be division champs. My team, the 49ers, competes in the NFC West where we have to deal with Russell Wilson's Weekly fourth quarter magic, real magic, not this magic and this tragic. We also have Kyler Murray who's deciding, oh, you know what? I can be a really good football player. And Matthew Stafford going, wait, I could be in the sun and not play for Detroit? Awesome. And no, you've got a point there. Thank you. I, I will take it. And we wasted three draft picks, three first-round draft picks for Mac Jones. I want to hear that in November when Ryan Fitzpatrick has had his first five interception game of the season. You're not going to hear it from me because I would have been perfectly fine with Jimmy Garoppolo dazzling the women with his tremendous jawline and then making some heroic play <laughs> to get us back to the Super Bowl, provided he's not hurt. I would take that 50-50 shot than Mac Jones. Mac looks Jones. like he is 45 Mac Jones already. I'm sorry. <laughs> The Greg Oden of the NFL draft. I mean, he, he looks like he's 45. No, it's because of his body. I mean, you know, neck down, he looks like your neighbor who long ago conceded dad bods are the winning choice for me. I'm married. I have four kids. What am I doing? I'm not going to compete in any Mr. Olympia. This is me. I've accepted it. Hey, hon, pass me another six-pack. Make that no, he he looks like the guy at your company picnic softball game that played a little ball in high school that's now out here like it's the all-star game for the MLB. That's what he that's what he kind of looks like to me. No. He looks like Charles Barkley in that State Farm ad, no Geico ad, where he's on the basketball court. And you remember back in the day what Charles Barkley used to look like. And you're like, man, this is I mean, what but what really what does Charles Barkley have to work out for? Who cares? That's what Mac Jones looks like as a 20-year-old. Yeah. He's going to be athletic athletic to lead you guys to a Super Bowl. Wait. No. He looks like Ben Roethlisberger right now. Yeah. When your flag jacket looks like uh, <laughs> you're wearing <laughs> a donut around your stomach. Come on, man. No, you know what's funny? Like somebody was on NFL Network. They were talking about how – 
everybody's bad about Jimmy G for missing that pass in the Super Bowl. And they're like, you know, in his workout, Mac Jones missed that exact same kind of pass. And right. Tra- and that, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you know what? You know who would, who would miss that pass? Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I'm just oh, – Thanks, man. Josh. Good job. Yeah, so, Javon, you know, if you've got any really cool offensive wizards on that Ron Rivera staff, uh, please let me know in about two to three years. I'm actually pulling that it is that if we're going to get Mac Jones, that we trade Jimmy G this week, and that way we can immediately start the face-falling project that is Mac Jones, McCorkle Jones, and Kyle Shanahan can go off and be like his dad, completely crap the bed at his first spot, and then win multiple Super Bowls at his next spot where they're like, oh, oh, oh no, we're not giving you control over anything with personnel. Here's the team. You, you yeah. win. You coach. You, you call – you offensive, offensive play call. That's what you right. know how to do. That, that's what yeah. you do. We just have to ask. We don't know who's going to be alive on Sunday. So Yeah, what? <laughs> you know, see, man, I, this, I know this is not Lyle's sports files, but listen – this dude, he was like, I don't, I don't know how you can own up to people. I feel like my big thing in all these deals is like, if you just tell me the truth, I'll be okay with the truth. This joker, yeah, I, this is his plan. His plan was, all right, cool. Jed York, owner of the Niners. I'm not signing because your team is a garbage fire. Cap was throwing to less than <laughs> JV people. I'm not signing on unless you give me a six-year contract. And Jed York was like, you know, I ran the guy who got us, who made us relevant, got us the three NFC championships and a Super Bowl. This is on me. So whatever, Kyle, you got it. And in Kyle's first year with John Lynch, he was chilling in Fox in the commentator booth. He's like, yo, this, this Kyle Shanahan kid knows how to run an offense. I want to play. I want to be his GM. These jokers both looked at each other in the face and said, this first year, Let's just call it a wash, all right? Let's not try to do anything. We're just building the foundation. I know there are two quarterbacks in this thing, but I think we'll be okay with Brian Hoyer. This is problem one. That's problem number one. Then you go, hey, we, we were just trying to do a smoke screen to make people think we were interested in his passion moms, but maybe he's good. Listen, listen, John, it's okay. The plan is we just suck it up this year. And then Kirk Cousins, who I coached a grand total of four games, the WFTs went <laughs> one, for, one, one, out of th- one out of four in those four games. We won one game where I coached him as offensive coordinator. He's going to be the guy that's going to take us to the promised land. But we're just going to have to suck it up this year. And I tell you what, to make you feel better, let's trade up one more in the third round to get C.J. Beathard. By October, this plan had obliterated to the point where Bill Belichick, who literally kicks puppies on his way to Super Bowls, was like, hey, listen, (laughs) y'all are having a rough day. I'm going to make your day for you. We got this dude. He's not taking over Tom Brady's spot. Tom Brady's like, he's doping up on stuff. He's not taking a break. So I'll give you the Jimmy G guy, the guy who I wanted to replace him for a second-round draft pick. You good? And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll take him. And then Jimmy goes out and wins five games. And then signs a mega contract. Then the next season, he plays three games. In the third game, 
he, he wrecks his ACL, which turns out to work okay because we get Nick Bosa. Then let's fast forward. Jimmy gets hurt after the Super Bowl, and this last season is a wrap, right? And everybody's like, well, maybe you should have traded for Tom Brady. Tom Brady stumbled into a Super Bowl because he went to a team that was ready-made to win. Tom Brady sucks, by the way. Uh, that, that's my pot, my weekly podcast shot at Tom Brady. And screw Brett Favre, too. Okay. All right. Now, Kyle has the opportunity to make amends for this disastrous approach of ignoring Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go with a guy whose first name is McCorkle. With a guy whose first name is McCorkle and has a beer gut. Yes. Like a sports bar across the country talking way too much trash about the starting quarterback for your favorite football team when he probably couldn't complete a pass to the end of the bar that he's sitting in. Yeah. And, and never mind the fact that he played with Alabama's Pro Bowl in waiting wide receiver crew, an offensive line that yeah. blocked for me, and running backs that reminded people of, of Emmitt Smith in his prime when he had a wall to run behind as well. Well, you guys have to be yeah, He's going to be a bust. No, is he really a bust when you trade for that many first-round draft? That is a franchise-killing move. Like, that is the WFT, whatever the heck y'all call. Like, this, let's, this is a Josh McDaniels uh, move. Yes. Hey, yeah. I would keep that Josh – I mean, uh, Jay Cutler guy, but we really need Matt Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you got to remember – I'm a fan of a team that once traded four years of draft picks for a quarterback who only had one full season franchise. One full oh, I'm season. sorry. Are you talking about the 17 games that Mac Jones played? Here's the I'm thing. Sorry. They haven't drafted Mac Jones yet. You're in the future. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe, just maybe they're not setting up for Mac Jones. I'm hoping they aren't. I'm really hoping they aren't doing this. Yeah. Next week's show may be, may be me in a drunken <laughs> stupor still trying to come over. It's like, Mac Jones. Let's, let's be optimistic, or I'm going to have to go in my custom-made DeLorean and have Javon's daughter whip up a DeLorean so I can travel through time and stop this decision. All right, but let's talk about why we're actually here, not to hear me rant about the 49ers. We're talking about movies, Hollywood, etc. The Falcon and Winter Soldier wrapped up its six-episode, basically three-movie first, maybe last season. It was spectacular. I loved how it felt so relevant to today without beating you over the head with, hey, look at this comparison to what's going on in the world. Um, you know, you could you could find it without having to work too hard, but it wasn't like, look at us. We're so topical. We're amazing. And it really made it, you know, it was cool to me to see Sam get the shield, get the shield in Avengers Endgame. But I loved how the Falcon and Winter Soldier made him want it. Like in the first, in Endgame, it was like, here, take it. By the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, he's like, no, this is mine. I'm going to be Captain America. And I thought that was a very cool evolution of his character. They played it out really well. We introduced the black Captain America who never got his due. And... The killer line for me on that show, the whole deal was, 
America will never accept a black Captain America. And no self-respecting black man would ever want to be him. And that was just so great and so amazing. And Carl Lumley did an amazing job as Isaiah Bradley. And he set up more stuff with the Young Avengers, with his grandson being inspired by it. It's just, there's so many ways that Marvel Studios can go. And at the end of it, it's no longer the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And now it looks like we're going to get a Captain America 4 with Sam Wilson as Captain America. So it, it's so much good stuff. Fellas, what did y'all think about it? Uh, I think the series setup, I mean, did more justice in Falcon than could have ever been done by a movie. I'm, I think that was a great idea, especially at the end of Endgame. It's like, I knew someone was like, oh, we're going to bring young cat back you know because we can do some soup you know we can do something like the comic book but by the end of this series there was i don't i didn't hear anybody clamoring for cap to come back even in a cameo role it was like no that's that's captain america now and that was and i think how marvel did it right after that episode aired they basically switched all social media and everything so sam wilson is captain america they don't play that it's like that's uh Steve Rogers was the old Captain America. Fal- I mean, the former Falcon is now Captain America. And like I think, like you said, his evolution is like, if they were to do that in movie form, it'd have been like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. We don't, we'd almost, I'm going to tell it a really negative comparison. He would have looked almost like Ray in Star Wars. And it's like, wait, he's, he's a dude? Like, I mean, we understand because it was in the comic, but giving him actually time to evolve into that, like, I got it. I don't want it, but I see I'm the person who has to do this now. It's not, it is incumbent on everybody, not CW knocking you on the head five seconds. Like, Hey, we care about racism. It was like, Hey, the whole world needs somebody like me. And I am not Malcolm. I'm not Martin, but I'm going to do my dangness to be who you guys need me to be at this moment. I thought that was just excellent. Um, I mean, Marvel, again, hit hit another one out the park. Jay King, what you think? Hey, to quote Big, this is Marvel telling DC and anyone else, relax and take notes. Because what they did was establish a hero. They established a transition. They made you not only care about these characters through the course of the movies and this show, They made you care about this transition in a very organic way. They made you care about this this transition. They made you see the danger of giving too much too soon to someone who doesn't deserve it. They made you see a man who is strong within his conviction, the same kind of convictions and and, 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 and I can't say, I'm not going to say righteousness, but just being a correct man, just being a, 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 a... a person that cares about humanity that's also humble and also wants to do the right thing and strive to be a person who's always trying. And that's Sam. Every time he opens his mouth, he speaks in power. And that's something that you rarely get to see in any character, fiction uh, or, 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 or nonfiction. You rarely get to see someone who speaks with that kind of power, man. He, and when I say that, I don't mean an authoritative, but when he speaks, he says something that stays with you. And who 
whoever's writing for this character understands a lot of things about what it means to take on that kind of mantle. But from a black man's perspective, I, I got to know, I, I never look at the credits because it's always, okay, what else is on <laughs> when you watch it with other people, <laughs> i.e. kids. But I want to know who writes, especially for the dialogue for Sam, because they hit it so thoroughly. It's like they're putting themselves in that position, in that place. And, and, and how would I, as a black man, respond to, react to, move forward. I, 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 I'm I very impressed. I love it. And like I said, man, y'all better take notes because DC, anybody else in this realm, action, adventure, holiday, any movie, right? They're setting up characters in what traditionally with uh, 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 comic book movies, action movies, you're not supposed to care this much about these characters. It's just supposed to be, okay, action, blow things up and moving forward. You actually are invested in these people. You're very invested in these characters. I think the only franchise that comes remotely close is the Fast and Furious universe because over the course of their eight, now coming up nine movies, they have evolved their characters in a similar way. And they're not doing spinoffs for everybody, but it, it feels like we've grown with these characters. And yeah, they, they were street racing guys, Sort of thieves. Now there's secret agents, and it's still like I'm on board. I love the characters. Uh, I saw today, Jace, that they are making Fast and Furious figures. They have a Hobbs figure coming, so my mind went boom. Sign me up. Don't care. I'm on it. But to what you guys are saying, yeah, Malcolm Spellman is the head writer of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and he is being tapped to write the script along with one of his staff writers for Captain America 4. So I like that. I think what you guys said that was really crucial was this couldn't have been done as a movie. I think if we had it in a movie, we would have lost so many core things like that very valuable time with Sam and his sister, which showed you who he was in a non-superhero light. I think we would have just had to focus on Sam, the superhero, or reluctant superhero, Captain America in waiting. And they would have really shortchanged John Walker. I thought that his journey was very interesting too because they showed exactly what America does, what the government does to soldiers, to veterans. They put them in a war, they mess up, and then it's, we're washing our hands of you. We don't want anything to do with you. You're dishonorably discharged. You figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life. And John is a totally different character because he's got powers and it's like, well, screw you. I'll just do this. But for so many veterans, it's they're just discarded. And then it's like, oh, shoot, who knew this guy was going to be a person in a shooting when they could just let, get left out to dry? So I thought that was a really cool subplot with him and just how Sam got to do his thing. And then they set up a villain. I mean, it was just like there's so many cool elements to it. It's like, yeah, I see where they're going to go after this. It's great. One thing that I've been reading that I'm really intrigued by is people are going, Secret Invasion is a show. What if Sharon is a scroll? Wow. Right. Uh, I was going to say, uh, there's nothing that says it. She can't be. I mean, she could have gone to Magipur, but then got replaced because they knew she was on the run. And now... Is that I mean that last line in the um, uh, Captain American and uh, Winter Soldier is like, hey, now we have government secrets. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, wow, that could work really well. And Secret Invasion has to have some characters that we've known that are scrolls that we've seen before as scrolls, And it shouldn't just be the lower tier people. Like, it shouldn't just be like a Darcy or Jimmy Woo. It should be somebody of significance. And I think they raised Sharon to a level where she's significant enough that Nick Fury and, oh boy, of course, whose name I can't remember, the, the scroll who's been helpful, um, are trying to track down. I mean, there's so many different elements to that show. I'm really looking forward to it. It's Taylor's. right, right, right. And yeah. I should remember because I did a figure of you, and that's kind of like the reinforcement of it. But yeah, so probably good. Yeah, she's probably a good a good high candidate to be a scroll. Like Maria Hill is probably another one. Yeah. Well, we've seen her as a scroll, so I don't think they would do that. Right. We we visually seen her as a scroll, so I think that would be the only way that they would not do that. But so many cool things. Um, so Javon, you said. It's time for DC and everybody else to take notes. So we've got Suicide Squad coming next from DC. And James Gunn said that DC gave him permission to kill any character. Nobody's off the list. Not even apparently Harley Quinn. Which I have a hard time (laughs) believing. But knowing what DC does, what Warner Brothers does with their universe, it's like, yeah, that checks out. Because they don't have the right steward over their universe. It's just like, let's throw everything up. Hopefully we'll catch up to Marvel this way. I'm just, ugh. Jeff, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I got to say something about that. Go that is it. the dumbest. That is the dumbest strategy. Because why would you take one of your most successful characters' properties you have right now and say, well, it's all on the table. She could die too. I, 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 dude, it, it, is Jerry Krause running the show with these? What the hell is going no, wait, on? Jerry Krause after winning six championships. <laughs> we don't need Jordan. We can do this with Tony Kukoc. Yeah, we can do this with Tony Kukoc. Yeah. Oh, my God. Get a few billion dollar wins under your belt before you start getting cocky. I would, I would say so. And look, the momentum they had, they effectively killed. When we would discuss this, look, Wonder Woman 84 was trash. Yeah. Was trash. Um, Birds of Prey was meh. You know, they have got to get it right for their next film. You haven't had a win. They haven't had a win. And the problem was they've, they've had a win, which is the Snyder Cut of Justice League. The, the Snyder <laughs> Cut like, of Justice League. No, you can't tell us anything. We're not doing la, this. La, la, la. And it's just so like this is something that you have a fan base, you have a fan base interested in. Because right now I feel like the fan base doesn't care just in general. And you're doing characters that people may care about, like, but nobody's Mm -hmm. like, oh man, I'm counting down the days till that Black Adam movie comes out. I can't wait till the Suicide Squad reboot comes. Nobody's exactly. seeing that. No like, one's saying that. Why? Even. Go ahead. And, and I'm sorry, even with The Rock as Black Adam, I haven't heard anyone say these words. Can't wait to see Black Adam. I yeah. have not heard that yet. I think even what with you were the talking Rock about. Attacks, Jay- yeah, what you were talking about with the momentum, I think had they released Wonder Woman 84 
right away. I don't think the feelings would be so like, ah, they suck, because it was just this build-up, build-up. Wonder <laughs> Woman was their one film, beside Aquaman. Yeah. The solo films that people really, really like since the post-Justice yeah. League kind of debacle. And then it was like, well, why are we waiting so long for Wonder Woman? And it's like, you're waiting so long for this thing, and it sucks. And it's like, there's all this resentment. Like, you guys had extra time to to realize this sucks. Yeah. Why would you make a basic <laughs> time sucks? Just throw it out on your streaming service. I mean, it, why not? boggles my mind. It's like, it's free. What are people complaining about? What's the pandemic? You can just use that as an excuse. But they're like, nah, we're going to make you really yeah. wait for it because it deserves to be seen on the big screen. Really? Really? You know, you put an interesting point. If you'd actually put it out early, you could say, hey, this isn't the actual Wonder Woman 1984. This is, you know, kind of the rough draft. You know, we want to test it out. And then it is. If you, hey, you know, and, you know, we let Patty Jenkins, you know, make a confident movie, and that's the next Wonder Woman movie. This is just the Wonder Woman TV show that we wanted this to give out. the floater. Right. Yep. We, we, we farted this one out. Yeah. Like, we farted this one out for you for the pandemic because there's nothing else going on. Why not? Why not? <laughs> it's like, why the heck not? Why? If you're going to have to trash, you want to make me wait to eat trash because it's going to smell worse and taste even <laughs> even trashier when I have to wait longer for it. Oh, wow. This is rancid. Was it sitting out for two months? Yeah. I didn't make it better. Guys. If you're going to make me make eat garbage, better. you better bring it right out. Yeah. It needs that's to be why there's steamy. no waiting. Right. Yeah. Hey, that's why there's cold, no way for going to go around. Right. No maggots. Um, maybe. In the turn of the tide, DC is announced we're going to get the fandom once again in October. Now, I really thought they did an excellent job with hyping up things that maybe didn't need the hype in the long run, but I thought they did a really good job with it. And I was watching it from my hospital bed back then when it, when it was going on, but I was like, this is great. There's so much content, so much good stuff. And that experience was cool, and I just really wish they had more stuff that I was excited about because I'm looking at their lineup of things, and I'm like, what is there to be excited about? Comic books are in this weird flux pattern. The movies, there's like, all right, we've got a Shazam sequel coming. We've got Suicide Squad. We've got Black Adam. And I'm looking at my needle, and there's no movement. I mean, also to mention, it's like, they're basically going to be talking about the same thing we're talking about in last year's fandom. <laughs> right. Not just Wonder Woman 84. And it's like, and, and here's this, the problem is listening to the hype of Wonder Woman 1984. We actually thought it was going to be a competent movie. And Patty and I, and Patty Jenkins was selling it. Everybody was selling this garbage. Like it was, yeah, you're going to want to see it. <laughs> when we saw it, it's like, Y'all are kind of, you've lost credibility that y'all didn't have to lose. It's like, so you say, oh, well, Suicide Squad can potentially lose Harley Quinn. It's like, so, I, I mean, you already gave me, you already farted on one bad sequel. I mean, you know, spinoff movie four. So, and we already know Peacekeeper. John Cena probably has more charisma outside of that movie than he probably <laughs> does in the movie. His interview on Stephen Corral was hilarious. But it's like, if it's based on DC, they're going to do something stupid. And again, 
And I think another thing is like, we said, we joked about the said, you know, Josh Whedon was a plant for DC. He screwed up the whole thing. For Marvel. James Gunn <laughs> is going back to his, his baby. So he can screw this thing up completely. Be like, I don't care. Good luck with that one, guys. It's like, <laughs> Corporate spies. Corporate I'm spies. Saying, I mean, it's like, it's like say you were trying to steal the guys from Falcon and Winter Soldier who are on a TV show, and now we're going to give them control of like a three picture deal. Fine, makes sense. But we're getting a guy who we already know he's going back to where he actually really he built it. I mean, his thing. And we're going to just like, yeah, you, you can have anybody. Kill them all. Kill them all. Kill them all. Hey, hey, come on. Yeah. So, on the slightly smaller screen, Titans Season 3 has cast Vincent Carthizer as Dr. Jonathan Crane, Scarecrow. Scarecrow is probably going to be a very effective villain in the tone of how Titans runs. And, um, yeah, nothing really else about Titans. That's one of the few things that they have on coming up that I'm like, okay, that should be good. Okay. Now, I still worry. How are they going to do Red Hood? That's so what scares me. I mean, I think like everything, and I shouldn't say everything, every DC thing, let's go there. I think there's a rush to put everything. I feel like they're in this race against themselves to hurry up for no reason. Like in their TV shows, you see it. They rush to throw in a bunch of supporting superhero characters when it's like, dude, why don't we just let the main character have four or five seasons on their own? There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's called Arrow, Black Lightning, Flash, whoever. We don't need a super squad of people. And the movies, hey, let's throw in No Man's Land and Nightfall in the same movie. I mean, I'm not to say that they that these decisions are all terrible because Dark Knight Rises was good, even though it incorporated two and three because they did no man's land but it's just this thing of like there's no rush literally marvel studios is on like what film 25 now they've done tv series and they don't care because it's like this genre's not going away all we have to do is say we got a new project more money coming in and it was like nah we're good on this money thing let's reboot the whole universe that's something that dc would do marvel's like yeah, we're just going to keep expanding. I mean, it's it's like, because I, I really just watched, like, uh, I actually read the graphic novel for The Three Jokers, and I'm like, you really are missing money <laughs> by just, like, hey, we're going to just throw, you know, Jason Todd's going to be the Red Hood. So are we introducing Rachel Ghoul? Are we introducing Joker? Are we introducing yeah. any of these building blocks that can get you and, and I think like the animated movie, like Red Red Hood was like, do you understand you can actually make this movie? And I mean, especially in your gritty universe, you can make this movie. Yeah. So just let it sit. Like let, I mean, have a Jason tie. Like you've already lost potentially Dick Grayson or he's already been killed off by Joker, but we don't know because we were in such a rush to have, jo I mean, Batman without Robin that we didn't even buy <laughs> Like, like, yeah, Zack Snyder did make a few mistakes in that, just in the sense of like, hey, you don't have to do Dark Knight Returns and um, Doomsday. Just just do one, preferably not Doomsday. And that would have been fine. 
Serious, that movie's really great. Up in, well, I mean, the Doomsday Fight's fine or whatever, but it's it like, why are we rushing it? I mean, like, that literally could have been, like, the Justice League versus Doomsday. Right. There's and, nothing that stops that. I mean, they did it in animated, and it worked. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Their whole deal is they're rushing too far, too fast, for no reason. Marvel goes, let's do a Civil War story, and let's do a Civil War story. And then, oh, look, we can have different TV shows, we can have different movies based off of plot threads that we introduced in the Civil War. Like, in 2021, we're still paying off stuff from Civil War, which came out in 2016. 11? Yeah, dude, it's just like, come on. Honestly, Jeff, Jace, I think with Marvel. Marvel's paid. They did it right. They paced themselves. They allowed their growth to happen, and they did, and I hate to say it, but they, it's all been done organically with Marvel. Right? DC has been trying to play this epic game of catch-up, and it's like when a team... Remember when Golden State was beating the hell out of everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's strategy was, okay, we got to match threes with them. No, because you're going to fail. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. You need two points at a time. Right. And that should be DC's strategy. You need to put the ball in the damn basket. That's what right. you need to worry about. <laughs> or just make your free throws. You <laughs> make your free throws. However you do it, you have to do it. That's the point. Don't worry about having a successful property that they can hold their hat on and right. build from that. Build yeah. around that and build from it. That should have been what I thought was going to be Justice League, but they put the damn Batman versus Superman out before that. Yeah. Which was, I, so I, I felt like that didn't go. Yeah, because it's, it's like, really if you started in 2000, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe started in 2008, and if you're, like, asleep at the wheel, and by the time Avengers comes out in 2012, because you're waiting on Christopher Nolan, then, okay, let's start our universe in 2015. Let's come up with a plan to just do what they did then. And instead, they're like, we're going to keep doing what we had planned, and we're just going to rush to try to catch up to the 10 films that Marvel did over the course of five mm-hmm. years. And it's like, no, just just do the slow burn rollout. Let's, I mean, yeah. there's no rush, literally. Make you, good you movies. Take your time in doing this. No one's going to look at you like, yeah. oh, man, they really caught up and passed Marvel Studios. It's just like, listen, just do the thing. And it's okay. No problem. Nobody cares if it took you seven or ten years to get to where Marvel is. You're just not doing it. It's whack. So. It, yeah, if you've got good movies that you roll out, if these movies are good and you're introducing your universe, starting with Superman, then Batman, then Wonder Woman, then we care about Aquaman, you, you and, and then the the Flash, and and and, and then um, Cyborg. You now can do the Justice League movie. You've introduced these characters. You can transition into. They they rushed so poorly, and they just. You know how you throw spaghetti against the wall. You throw one noodle against the wall to make <laughs> sure the pot is done. They just threw the whole damn pot against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now you ain't got like, it's nothing sticking. Oh man, we didn't leave it in long enough. Wait, did we waste all of it? Yeah, we did. That's <laughs> a whole new universe in. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. We got another box of noodles. We'll just put some more water. We'll do it all over again. 
Gunner, we've been talking about um, just DC's continued amazing and confidence in setting up their universe. Um, and Jason's upset about <laughs> Red Hood and Scarecrow coming to Titans season three. Not that we're hating on Titans, it's just kind of their continued uh, who needs to wait for right now. Yeah, it, it's, it's a mess. And and I got the uh, Justice League animated movie, Justice Society animated movie. I am looking uh. forward to that. I am not looking forward to seeing Flash in this world and Wonder Woman as leader of the Justice Society because I just feel like they're, again, not understanding. You don't have to just dumb your stuff down for the, for the, for the casual masses. Wonder Woman has her own movies, live action and animated. She doesn't need to be the feature player in a Justice Society movie. You use Justice Society as its own movie. You make Hawkman mm-hmm. the leader like he was for decades in that team. You put in Green Lantern, Flash, Dr. Midnight, Our Man, Adam, Spectre, Dr. Fate, Black Canary, whoever. You make that the team. Starman, Sandman. There's so many great characters in Justice Society. And this movie is going to have Wonder Woman, Steve Trevor, Barry Allen, Flash, and Earth 2, Aquaman. And I'm like, well, why are you calling this the Justice Society? It's not the Justice Society. Right. Help me out, Gunner. I can't. You just said it all. I mean, I, I, I saw the preview and I kept watching it. Like, maybe I'll want to see it if I keep watching the, the trailer. Nope. I, I'm completely not interested. Like, it just seems convoluted completely. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, it's just like, oh, Flash went back in time. Is this Flash when he's going, did he go too far back after Apocalypse War? Because, you know, like, that would make sense, kind of. And then what is he changing? He's just going to screw it up again, I guess. I don't know. Why is he even there in the first place? Oh, he's going to fight Nazis too. They already have a flesh. Why do they need another flesh? They don't need makes flesh. freaking sense. Unless he's Johnny Quick. But they're not even going to do jo- Yeah, exactly. Johnny Quick like, doing no. his little formula, yada, yada, yada yeah. formula. No, we he's not even going to give me some all-star dude. squadron. Right. Dude, he's right. I would, I, would, I would be up the moon if they made an all-star squadron movie. But they would make it focus on Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Flash, as opposed right. to the Liberty Bell, Johnny Quick, Robot Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, y'all just don't get it. Why don't you get it? And then I saw the trailer for The Long Halloween. That is one of my favorite Batman stories. And the Joker's all up in it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. did someone not read this deal? I hate when no. they just mess things up just to do something different because Long Halloween is literally not focusing on the Gotham supervillains or all of Batman's rogues. It's regular people. The end of it is like, oh, shoot, now here come these crazy psychopaths that Batman's going to have to deal with. And that's the sequel in Dark Victory. Long Halloween is just like a mob thing. And Batman and Commissioner Gordon and Harvey Dent are trying to stop and figure out who this calendar killer is the holiday killer is i'm like you guys are messing up right away throwing joker in there because oh people know who joker is let's do that all right just like they did with uh they did with uh hush yeah yeah i mean it was all good until right wait it was all good until the end it was like wait no this is stupid they're screwing up their animated universe now which they did they were doing so well 
and they're getting passes because they're still come somewhat riveting. Um, they'll just have like these kernels of like, why is that there? And then yeah. it goes back to like being cool, i.e., yeah. um, um, uh, Wonder, not Wonder Woman, Jesus, um, Batgirl and Batman having a relationship, which is yes, continuity fine in Batman Beyond, but this isn't that universe from what I understood. This is still 52 at that time, right? So uh, none of that made sense. So I'm <laughs> just like, no, leave the killing joke alone. Just leave it alone. Right. Do it. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. You don't have to change these things. Oh. Quarter out. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm giving this thing too many passes, but I like them. But I'm always like, there's always something here. <laughs> but speaking of animated shows and movies that just screw everything up when they don't need to, let's talk about Invincible, the show that does not mess around. They're just like, was this in a book? Cool. Let's just do what's in the book. Are you sure? Maybe we should tinker with some stuff and make it different for the mainstream audience. Um, no, let's just do what's in the comic book. That's a novel approach. Okay, let's try it. And Invincible is freaking amazing. It is so good just because it sticks to what's in the comics. Jason, what do you think about this? I know you have gouged on these uh, traits. So okay. you're, you're very familiar with Invincible. What do you think about the show so far? I think... I mean, again, it, the series is a trade has been done for a number of years, so I can't specifically pick out, like, I can't nitpick stuff, but I can definitely say this is faithful to the source material. It's not making, like, robot somebody he's not. It's not making the Mauler twins the biggest thing in the show because they're funny. It's literally like, yo, this is a source material. It survived for, let's say, 10 years as a comic book that no one, it's a property nobody knows. This is some good stuff. Like, we can, I mean, give it a very mature rating and let's go. I mean, as much as I was messing with, like, Seth Rogen is cat being cast, and then it's like, <laughs> Alan? Yeah, that's not a way to go, actually. Uh, I mean, Stephen Yu does a very good job as uh, Invincible. And JK, I think as you did on your review in LousMovieFile.com, um, JK Simmons is Omni-Man really actually puts that perfect because it's like you don't hit the. It, I don't. I mean, I'm not trying to spoil everything, but it's like when he changed. We can talk freely oh, about okay. it. I mean, it's like I haven't watched it all yet, nor have I read the comic in ten years. No, I'm joking. You can. I've read the freaking comic. Who cares? <laughs> like, I don't believe in spoilers in comics. Like, people are like, "Oh, you're spoiling Infinity Gauntlet." I'm like, if you hadn't read the damn thing, this shit's been out since '92. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? So, no, go ahead, spoil this joint, Jay. Kill it. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, you saw Omni Man destroy, destroy the Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, look. <laughs> And he was just like, and then you see him do it in front of the world, and everybody sees it. it's like. Then it's like at the end of it, he's like, "Hey, Mark, uh, we need to talk." Uh, so you understand what I just got? <laughs> oh wow! And I think like you gave it the. We need to talk at ten out of ten. It's like the next episode. You're really like, uh, how long is it going to take you guys to come out with season two? Because getting from the destruction. That is going to be Friday to season two is going to be like, oh, this sucks. I got to wait months for you guys to come out with season two. 
it's it's one of the, as you guys are saying, it doesn't make sense. When you have good source material, just use it. Like, it doesn't help a new reader or engage other people by putting in stuff that doesn't matter. It's like, put in the source material because the reason you stole from the source material is because it was good. Like, you don't need to have, what was that, the first Justice, I mean, the Superman Doomsday that didn't do, like, the reign of the Superman and was literally universally considered the worst, one of the worst DC animated movies because it was like, how did y'all botch Doomsday, the reign of the Superman in Doomsday? Like, this was stupid. So Okay. Sorry, I had to interrupt because I'm really, really trying to make sure that we get this stuff right because it's important. And, you know, after all this crazy stuff that's going on, I want to make sure we do this stuff right. His name is Stephen Young. Young. Yes. Okay. I listened because I wanted to hear him actually say how to pronounce his name. That's how you say it. So, yes. Yeah, okay. Feel free to go ahead. I'm sorry. Easier, easier enough to say. I like that. Okay. But... It, it was it was just like one of those like seriously just use the source material. It's great stuff. It is not reinvent the wheel. It's like let's not let's put some triangles on just to see if it, it works. Like a <laughs> circle really works. Gets the thing to the next place. It works. And <laughs> I I am so glad they just did that. And it's like again, can some of the people who work for CW stop stealing everything? That is Superman to putting on Supergirl. Stop putting Captain Cold's origin on Killer Frost. Just <laughs> and make your work because it's good. Like, <laughs> hey, um, Javon, have you watched Invisible before I ask Jake this other question? I have not. I have not. Okay. And, and Gunner, how far are you on Invincible? Oh, I haven't started yet. I was going to binge up until like this point because, you know, Falcon, other binging things. I, I've just been like, okay, I One stupid thing they did. I don't know why they were like, yeah, let's put up uh, a new superhero show the same time as Marvel Studios drops their new one. Like, yeah, TC, let's give Warner Brothers this much credit. They were like, whoa, Falcon Winter Soldier's coming? All right, let's move Justice League up a day. <laughs> That's right. Never happened. And they were like, nope. Nope, we're not gonna lose. We're not gonna lose this one, and that was smart. And Invincible has been great, but I don't feel like enough people are talking about it because it came on the exact same time, same day as Falcon and Winter Soldier, which made for a great double. But it's like, why make people choose? I mean, it's not really choosing, but you know. I mean, why, why, why? yeah, there's only so much you can do, and if we're watching it at night, you know, right. I mean, it's just like, uh, I, I only got energy for this. Right. But, uh, Want to choose this one? But yeah. But I, for me, I already kind of know the story. So I was just like, I, for me, it's watching it. It's just like, I want to see it. I definitely was excited when I saw J.K. Simmons. I was like, oh, he's on This is going to be great. I can hear his voice now. Yeah. Like, like on other acts and whatnot. And, you know, I, I don't know how far they're going to go in the first season. Because I remember reading on Lyle's Movie Files. Um, that we that there was a uh, you know they kind of rushed a few things in the first couple of episodes that were like in the comics so I don't know how much of the oh screw it I don't know how much of the time travel they're going to do I don't know how much of the whole stuff that happens to <laughs> Invincible are they going to go for that's it, way it later. sounds that's like way later. Um, yeah like it sounds like uh, he's going to end up uh, yeah <laughs> so basically. Uh, Friday is the season finale, which is 
crazy. Um, oh, so the world's done yeah, so at this you point. Can binge it all at once. You too, Javon, Perfect. and get it all over with. I almost feel like Invincible is so much that binging it may be not the best way to watch it. Maybe like watch it over the course of four or five days because it it's very true to the tone of the comic. So it has this mix of humor. It's super violent and super bloody. Right. It's like, yo, we're not shying away from this side of comic book superheroes. And I feel like you, it, the, episode, the way Dude, the episodes play out, it's kind of better let them simmer for a second before like, all right, I'll watch the next one. And they're uh, like a, a legit hour, 45 minutes. So you get a real episode. It's not like a, here's 20 minutes here. Here's 25 the next one. Anyway, it's great. Um, Look, I've I've benched uh, True Blood, man. Like I can handle the gore and weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, Jace. So you've been doing saintly work, continuing to watch Supergirl. Tell us what's been going on, so you can get some <laughs> reward for watching the show. Alright, um, so, this week was, um, Dreamer and Brainy go time traveling. So, once again, continuing the CWs, at the end of the series, the lead character decides, I'm not going to be on this episode so I can take some more interviews to get my next job lined up. <laughs> and that was, you know, as I watched Black Lightning get like five minutes on his show today, that was awesome. <laughs> But it was like, I was like, there was no way, especially after watching Flash's time travel, I'm like, this is just going to be horrible. Why are you doing this to yourself? Was it the same period? Oh, they were back in the night. They were 2009. And, you know, they were trying to use all the slang of the night, 2009. And it's like, you do understand a cell, an iPhone 12 would not work. In 2009, the sad, I mean, it just, the, the antennas just don't work. So don't, it's like, ugh. 5G, baby. Gosh. So, it was the worst thing. <laughs> it, no, that was, dude, that was like, a, I mean, like, that was literally like the first iPhone I got was in 2009. So I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't have that kind of kind Yeah, I think me too. I think it was me too, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it was 20, 2008, but still, it was like 3G. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, was it horrible? No, because I, I, as I said last week, this is a TV show that is catered to 12-year-olds. Like, it's, it's very non-harmful. Like, we have a bounty hunter that has, like, basically looks like Brainiac should look. And he's like, it's like, you guys, oh, so cute. Especially after watching Winter Soldier and Falcon, I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier. It was just like, this is a bad call to watch these in the same day. And it was just oh my like, God. especially I'm like, I get Sam's like line, like, hey, y'all can call, y'all can clear a force in an email. I'm like, man, tell him. And then I got, hey, Brainy, yeah, YOLO, what up? <laughs> I'm like, wow. This is bad. Well, I'm doing this myself. But I do it for this podcast. It's no other reason, or I'm a sadist, <laughs> I wish. 
I don't know, man. I'm starting to change my my uh, nomination for Dummy of the Week. Um, <laughs> all right, last week I talked to you guys about Mortal Kombat, and I was excited about the movie. On our text thread, you guys were not. Javon, I'm going to let you start off. What was your thoughts on Mortal Kombat? Honestly, Gunner, you summed it up with something you say. You, 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 you display how it should be done with a text. And I, let you, I want you to speak to that. I really want you to speak to that. Because you nailed it. You should actually be running the DC Universe for Warner Brothers. Because <laughs> there's actually a plan there to introduce characters <laughs> in, 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 in a storyline, right? This was another one of these cases where I wanted to like the movie. And look, based on the first, like Chief said, seven minutes of this movie, I thought we were going to be in for something really good here. Um, it just went left. It went left, and it kept going. It kept going through the ba- it kept going through the barrier, man. It's, it's like a video game when you just you can't go this way, and they keep <laughs> trying to redirect you back on the path. But you keep the wrong way out of the screen. Now you're in the ether. You're in you're in the in the code where they didn't even finish, right? That's what Mortal Kombat was. Like I, I got a problem with, with, with a few things. I don't know what the um we're supposed to care about the main character, his his life story, his I don't care. I don't know who he is. All right, like hold I on, said, hold on his, real fast. In yeah. fairness, I said there was one addition that was that was yeah. terrible. He was the one addition. Yeah. He, didn't, he, he was the one zero. addition. Yeah, he added zero to the movie, and he was a charisma vacuum. And I hate when the new character tells established <laughs> characters that any property I like. Here's how you do it. I'm rewatching Transformers, the old school cartoon, and Spike is telling the Autobots, "Here's what you do." Like, listen, Spike, stop getting in trouble. Look, Spike, you can't advise Optimus Prime on anything. Okay. Just, Look, Spike, you sit there I can appreciate you around for the ride. Okay. Look, Spike, I can appreciate your input. I can. I really can. <laughs> but I could basically squish you in between exactly. my index and thumb. Shut up. So. <laughs> See what Spike like, like, does? Follow him. Follow him, <laughs> He listens and shuts up. That's what you do. Like, look, dude, 15 minutes ago, you ran back home to be with your wife and kid in, in some trailer park. You don't get to turn into an ashtray, a human ashtray, rip Goro's arm off, and start telling <laughs> so, uh, 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 people what to do, okay? Sonya and, 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 and Jax actually, like, face combat sit, and you're sitting here with the power of an ashtray and a nightstick telling them, this is how we're going to tackle uh, uh, other world <laughs> beings. Shut your mouth, stupid. You don't know what you're going to do. Fifteen minutes ago, you were pissing your pants. Looking for the first portal out of here. Now all of a sudden you get slapped across your lips by a forearm giant and you're giving orders. Shut up. Sit down. Look, that was one issue. That was one problem I had with that movie, right? Raiden was all he was all sizzle, no steak, man. I know I know that's supposed to be for the the build up to the eventual Mortal Kombat's two, three, and whatever, right? But Jesus, man, you got Raiden out here. He's obviously the most powerful of this group that we're supposed to be rooting for. 
give us some rating time, man. Maybe the key character out the gate, Shane Soon, we don't have anymore. Right? But we have <laughs> Ashtray Boy, and we're getting Johnny Cage. I'm, look, I, there's a lot to unpack. There was a lot wrong, and I know I'm missing stuff. And in, 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 in the effort to save time, I'm gonna let every. I, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop because I know I want to hear what y'all have to say. Because I can go on. Please, somebody else go. Please. All right, Connor. What you got? Listen, this turd. I was psyched for this joint, and I'm just keep looking. I'm like, yo, this first couple of minutes. Okay, okay. They're gonna tell the story about the other ones, right? Ah, we get some whack ass. Look like Cobra Kai with the cage match with some dude. I'm like, okay, who is he supposed to be? And I just keep waiting for who the hell he's supposed to be. I'm like, okay, he's extended on <laughs> Scorpion. I don't remember that in any damn video game. I ain't up I'm gonna say I'm up on all the all the versions of Mortal Kombat, but um this dude's made up, which is already strike one, right? You know, Javon already said that, right? Like strike one. Like who is this dude? He wasn't even a character in the comic. You can't even or not a comic, excuse me, uh, the video game. You can you can you can't even create the guy, right? Like he's not even like a up up a b you know dude that you create. Like you know what I mean? Like he's just he's just a random dude they threw in the story. Great. So that's already strike one. Number two, I mean, what a letdown! After the first couple of scenes, you're like, yo, this movie's gonna be tight. No, they just spend the whole movie running around, freaking dude from the Tyler Perry movie, and and True Blood just get his arms ripped off in the first two acts. And I'm like, then they give him baby ass arms from like screen or from screen or uh, scary movie too. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Dude? <laughs> and uh, the only the shining star was Sonya's freaking uh, martial arts skills because it looked like they actually hired a martial artist. And then Kano, who was basically Doug from House of Lies. I'm, I remember text, I texted Jeff like late at night, like, yo, this Doug from House of Lies, hey, he's got range. He was the highlight of the whole thing. I was like, yo, he got range. I love it. Too bad he's not a martial artist. They totally like what's his name? They totally uh John Saxon his ass. You know what I mean? I'm just like <laughs> I'm just like this is like this is like what they do with Any of Dragon. Like here's some dude that can barely lift up his leg, so we gotta pretend he's a great martial artist when he can't even like do a real roundhouse kick. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just remember John Saxon on the golf course trying to <laughs> trying to do a tornado kick. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's what basically uh Doug looked like. I'm gonna call him Doug. He ain't Kano. <laughs> Um, but it was fun because he added some levity to it, right? But, yeah, like, Raiden and Fight, he's just putting portals up and barriers up. Thanks. And then Shanks. <laughs> <laughs> like, the main character didn't fight. Like, the main bad guy didn't fight. Like, nobody like nobody really fought. It'd be one thing if they were at, you know, if this was a sub, like, I, I said this for real in the test, man. If this was a Sub-Zero movie versus a Scorpion movie and then leading up to other characters for like six or seven movies, not five or six movies, you could, you know, this would be, and then leading up to actual Mortal Kombat, do you know how many years they can survive off of this joint, man, and how many more games they can just throw out there for no reason? Game sales would be up, all this stuff. Now, I bet game, people throwing their games away. This movie sucked. That bad. I'm trying to tell you. It was like, it was like the greatest movie like in the beginning, and then the end. You know what I mean? When Sub Zero and Raiden, were, excuse me, Sub Zero and and Scorpion were fighting, there's a great storyline, backstories of why they fighting. Perfect, perfect. 
beginning and the end. And then in the middle, it was like a Power Rangers episode from season one, just in the middle, with like Zach doing some dancing, freaking kicks. And, you know what I mean? Like, you got Kimberly flipping around. She ain't even have her powers yet. Just Kimberly flipping around and shit. Like, you ain't get the scene. And I'm talking season one. You ain't got the Green Ranger yet. <laughs> like, the, the movie was quite terrible. The movie was shit, dude. Like, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at, man. I'm going to be upfront. Scorpio. I like the movie. It was fun. I don't care. I don't need. I'm, I've been watching a lot of crappy movies, in fairness, but I enjoyed it. Jace, did you watch why. it? What do you think? Oh, yeah, I watched. <laughs> okay, good. What, I, I think we all admit the studio mandated character sucked. Like that's the easiest thing. He was just bad. It's like his power. Like I think Javon said it accurate. He's an ashtray with some handlebars. Like, <laughs> ashtray bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, for him to be Goro was like. Really? Y'all, Goro's like second movie bad guy versus to lose this guy? Come on. That's when they jumped the shark, right? That's when they jumped the shark. Where he jumped Goro, he jumped the shark. I was sitting here like, I was good. Hey, Gun, when they introduced his power as being a cigar ashtray, I was done. (laughs) Now this, you're fighting Goro, and now this is when your lame-ass power comes into effect. Really? And this is all you do? He spawns a nightstick? A, a, a copper nightstick? Bye. Go away. Go away. So he's going to turn into Scorpion and be like, alright, cool. Nah, it was just a random ass motherfucker <laughs> with nightsticks. <laughs> we had them terrible nightstick. power. Right. Was like well, he's a terrible was like... We can't give him all that. Alright, Jake, go ahead. So, yeah. He was bad. There's no apologies for him. I think we all can admit that. I think is a and I, and since everybody I'll say this I like the movie it sets up I think it sets up a good franchise even with the first one a little rough but I, I mean I do have I me mean, again I have the critique of that I think Sun Zoom was poorly cast I think we, we, it's the one in the first movie looks like an intimidating dude who looks like he can fight I mean the guy from you know, Batman uh, Dark Knight. He he doesn't look like that dude. I mean, it's just he's, he's, he doesn't look like a fighter. He's I mean, even him sucking the soul is that. Yeah, you could have got anybody to do that. I mean, there's, there was no intimidation factor. Like the dude from the first Mortal Kombat movie, his soul is mine. This guy, yeah, my soul, his soul's mine. I'll, I'll take those. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, that didn't the work. Will be safe. <laughs> yeah, again, I'm hoping before they do the action version. They recast him. I mean, the dude's a good actor, but that's just not the right role. This um, was supposed to be an action version of the movie. This was terrible. No, I mean, like, yeah. remember, like, it's like Mortal like, Kombat. We're trying to build up to the point where everybody's fighting. I mean, we're almost yeah. we're supposed to be going to the point where Liu Kang is actually beating Shang Zoom. So it's, I mean, again, Jeff, I think it's probably paid more Mortal Kombat than me, but it's like, it builds up to something like that. And I mean, that's why we lost Kung Lao early on, because that's, I mean, he does. I mean, that's kind of sets that up. I mean, Jason, I'm sorry. I I had to say that. I'm sorry. We were watching Mortal Kombat. You hit Shane Sung on the head. My wife said, he looks like the guy 
who we worked with. He was our loan officer, our mortgage officer. <laughs> like she kept saying, I expect him. To, like she kept saying, I expect him to say, so you guys thinking of refining yet, or you know, what's the story? Your interest rate is low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like your balloon it's... mortgage is mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what he looked like, though. I mean, like, it I mean, it's like, very well cast, like, in the dark night is a banker. Like, you know, he's not an intimidating dude. The wig on him doesn't look good. But it's like, you trying to make him the big bad, it's just not, it didn't work. I mean, that just 100%. We got two things that didn't work. I was. Cinemax so, movie, man. I was. <laughs> Cinemax. It's a Gary Daniels like <laughs> late night, right before Shannon Tweed come on, like martial arts movie that used to play on uh Cinemax <laughs> kids in the night. That's uh, all I see. All right, Jeff, can I ask you? Isn't Sub Zero kind of most of the time the good guy? Scorpion's the bad guy. Um. So tricky thing about how they set up the mythology, uh, they alternate. So. In the first one, I first two, they they have a very long continuity where they actually stick to it. But I believe in the first one, Sub Zero is like a villain and he kills Scorpion's family and it becomes like this evil, um, burn them all to the ground kind of thing. And then later on in the series, they're both good guys. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, that's. I can work with that and make them do whatever the heck they want. But it's, it was just like, that kind of threw me for a loop. But, I, again, I think the Easter egg, like, hey, we're going to find some new guys. We can, you know, expand the universe out. We can go to Mortal Kombat for the actual Mortal Kombat. I'm, 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 willing, to, I'm willing to give this one a chance. This is not Street Fighter, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like, there's no way in heck I'm signing off for part two. This no. one, I'm much more willing. Like, you know what? You got to set up your universe. It, it doesn't have to be a Marvel-quality universe. Just start me off with a good baseline. I'm willing to come out with it as long as you don't make crap or go under this under this one for your next movie. I'm cool. Okay, cool. All right, fellas, it's that magical time of the week. Let's wrap this up. Who are your nominees for Dummies of the Week? Jake, let's start oh. Is, is my usual Dummy of the Week spot number one. My Dummy of the Week is going to be Mr. Dennis uh, Randy Quaid uh, for trying to run for California governor uh, because he's mad that he got two, uh, he and his wife got arrested for not paying a hotel fee. So now he wants to be governor of California to have a little revenge for that. I mean, this isn't uh, National Lampoon's great, uh, Christmas vacation. So okay. I'm an idiot. So Randy Quaid is my Dummy of the Week. Gunner, how about you? I don't really have one, man. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, Jenny Oh, the makers of Mortal Kombat. Ooh, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Whoever thought Mortal Kombat needed an extra character, that's the dummy. All right, Jay King, how about you? Folks who decided that it wasn't, um, or, or, or this movie didn't, 
generate enough box office uh, revenue that they wanted that we didn't get a sequel, which they opened and left the door open for uh, when they made this movie. And it's a it's an unsung gem. We always go back to it. The Last Boy Scout. I watched this movie <laughs> over the weekend, and I can never truly appreciate how great this action movie is. <laughs> from from uh, dude, how great from a was comedy it, standpoint. How great was it, Joseph? <laughs> I just want to hear you scream. I mean, I love my dude. You had Milo. You had his foul mouthed little turd daughter that you just wanted to. God, you wanted to shake her. She was terrible, <laughs> but she was a smart kid. God, she was smart. Yeah. She brought that stupid furry Tom with the gun. Oh come on, that was man. the dumbest thing ever. Oh my God, it was, it was great because I was like, Ooh, what is she gonna do when I was? You know, when we were like eight watching this. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're a kid watching this movie. You're like, oh man, what's gonna happen? Hey, that was dude. a good idea. Oh, it was a great idea. She was the MVP. She was the MVP. Corey was the MVP. Oh man, oh man, God. you know who was really the MVP? Yeah. Uh, terrible bad guys in that movie. Uh, the 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 two dollar pimp. Bang, the first baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That guy. Touch me again, I'll kill you guy. Man, that movie gave us so many gems. Head of gut. Oh man, Shelly Marcone, the the over the top Southern. Hey, the Southern billionaire bad guy. He was hey, the Simpsons probably I I always think that the Simpsons plucked or used that guy as their inspiration for uh Texas uh, millionaire. Hell yeah. For that and, character? Yes, but, you know, Shelly was inspired by Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Foghorn Leghorn, they missed the mark, man. I and, and I say that because Danielle Harris was on something where she said, of all the roles, this is the young lady that played... Um, yeah, uh, the daughter. Uh, um, yeah, his daughter. Yeah. She said, you know, I would love to come back to that role. I would love for us to do a part two. And I was thinking, man, damn, they really missed the mark. You really couldn't even pull that back out 30 years ago. So much time has passed, but I'd they really it. missed the mark. We could have. I'd watch Yeah, it. I would have watched You it. know why they didn't do that, right? You know why they didn't do it, right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Damon Wayans and, um, Bruce, Willis. Um, <laughs> and Bruce Willis did oh. not get along for shit. No. At all. Dude, they had great chemistry together. Did not get along. They're good actors. Apparently, Damon Wayans, Damon, yeah. Damon was a little bit of a prima donna. Um, I can imagine. And Bruce Willis was not having it. And, and then he, they just didn't get along wrong. from that point on. So, yeah. oh, damn it. <laughs> you couldn't tell. Clown. What are you talking about? You couldn't. Don't play that. Damon, don't play that. All right, my nominee for Dummy of the Week are the Academy Awards. They decided mm. the show must go on, even though no one's been in theaters for over a year. We're going to give ourselves a big pat on the back and, hey, you guys did amazing. Yes. Let's, what are you wearing, by the way? And it was one of the lowest rated Oscar shows ever. That's not why I'm putting this as my dummy of the week. It's because they decided, let's mix up the format. Normally, we do our best uh, actor, best actress. And then we wrap the show up with Best Picture, because that's presumably what everyone's here to see. Um, This year they decided, now let's shake things up a bit. We're going to do Best Picture, then Best Actress, and then Best Actor. Because 
basically every award show, every award that's been worth a darn has given Chadwick Boseman the posthumous award for his performance in Ma Rainey's. And the Oscars voters decided, hey, you know who really deserves this? A guy who may not ever get another Best Actor award and an up-and-coming guy? Let's give it to Anthony Hopkins. Let's do that. And so Anthony Hopkins was not there due to COVID protocols. He's in England. And so the show just has to end with, hey, Anthony Hopkins won, and we're accepting on his behalf. Good night, everybody. Alabama didn't know he won until the next morning. No, dude, he was trying to do it, but they wouldn't they wouldn't let him do Zoom and accept his award. Wow. So it was just trash because, you know, I hate the Oscars. I've watched them. I hate watching, basically. I decided this year I'm choosing me, and I watched all the five minutes of it this year and still managed to get pissed off. So that was spectacular. I'm going to put myself in that as well, the dummy, because I should have known better. Any chance. They had a three and five chance of picking in a uh, minority actor, Stephen Young, Riz Ahmed, and Chadwick Boseman. And then they had Gary Oldman and Anthony Hopkins. I should have put money down on Anthony Hopkins or Gary Oldman winning just because Oscar's going to Oscar. But, yeah. I mean, the fact yeah. they had Keith Stanfield in the best supporting actor category, knew you should, I mean, at that point, you already knew it's so much. So yep. I'm going to say it's on you. Yeah, I mean, that was a that was such a 50-50 split in terms of who the best actor was. I could understand the uh, let's put them both as supporting. I'm glad one of them won. Um, yeah, but you know that's the kind of the game they got to play, right? Only one black per movie, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. Bullshit. He I mean, Lakeith Keith stole the show to me. He did. I mean, he that dude played the hell out of that. He does that in every you know role. What? So it's, <laughs> I feel like he's got an actor, a best actor Oscar coming at some point. It's just inevitable. Absolutely. I feel like Kim it's and Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. So we got yeah. Daniel Kaluuya his Oscar for supporting because I feel like he should get a best actor at some point down the road too. But anyway, yep. fellas, thank you as always for joining me. Thank you out there for listening. We will be back next week as we talk about a whole bunch of stuff because there's a rack of stuff coming next week bad batch michael b jordan's without remorse the season finale of invincible and virtuoso so much stuff we'll be back bigger brighter and better than ever next week for now this episode of Lyle's movie files has been filed